Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 28th day of this yet young year, offering 337 days ahead of us in 2019. How many of us want to believe that 11 months hold opportunities galore? Today is the birthday of Sidonie Gabriel Colette, born in 1873 in Sauveur-en-Puisse, France. An attractive young girl, Sidonie Gabriel early became a tomboy, insisting that her friends refer to her only by her surname, Colette. She married at 20. Colette's husband, Henri Gautier Villars, was a 35-year-old writer and friend of Colette's father. Colette's husband had numerous mistresses and a collection of naughty French postcards, and he encouraged his wife to write a saucy novel. Colette obliged using the pen name Willie, and the novel she wrote, featuring a schoolgirl character named Claudine, became a sensation, along with another three novels featuring the same character and known collectively as the Claudine series. When Colette's husband insisted on putting his name on her novels, she divorced him and began using her own name. Soon her escapades in life became as famous as her fiction. Among other antics, she loved posing as an erotic mime. At age 72, she wrote her most famous novel, Gigi, about which she commented, There is no need to waste pity on young girls who are having their moments of disillusionment, for in another moment they will recover their illusion. Today is also the birthday of painter Jackson Pollock in 1912, of actor Alan Alda in 1936, and of model, actress, and singer Barbie Benton in 1950. On this date, 102 years ago, after being unsuccessful in its attempts to capture Mexican revolutionary Pancho Villa, following his bloody raids in the towns of Santa Isabel in northern Mexico and Columbus in southern New Mexico, the United States, via President Woodrow Wilson, raised the ante on Pancho to dead or alive. Today, 63 years ago, Elvis Presley, singing Heartbreak Hotel, made his first ever television appearance in the musical variety program Stage Show. Today, 41 years ago, the first episode of Fantasy Island aired on television. In the program, visitors seeking fulfillment of their fantasies on an imaginary island were guided by an angelic-like character named Roark, played by Ricardo Montalban, who had a diminutive assistant named Tattoo, played by Hueve Villanchasse. Perhaps one of the most notable anniversaries today, however, is the explosion of the space shuttle Challenger during liftoff in 1986, killing the seven astronauts aboard, including a teacher, Krista McAuliffe from New Hampshire, who was part of a new teacher in space project. Because of the high-profile, no pun intended, nature of the mission and the accompanying televised reportage, the disaster of late January 1986 resembled the setup for memorable occurrences characteristic of other dramatic events, such as the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy in 1963, the first men landing on the moon in 1969, and Nixon admitting his Watergate complicity in 1974. 
Almost everyone who was more or less aware of things at the time of any of those events knows exactly where he or she was and what he or she was doing at the time. On January 28, 1986, I was in Jonesport, Maine, fervently attempting to finish some restoration and renovation work on an old sea captain's house on the shore of Musabek Reach. Next door to the house I was working on lived a wonderful old fellow named Alma Hofsis, who in succeeding years would receive one of Maine's prestigious Jefferson Awards for being such an exemplary local citizen. Alma was a devout Mormon, but he confessed to me that if he were my age again, I was 34 at the time, he might not be so keen about settling down to one place and try tying himself to it. As the next-door neighbor to the house I was working on, Alma had been a lucky find for the folks from away who I was performing the work for. They were a retired Connecticut couple who would come up on holidays and for a few weeks in the summer, and they had hired Alma to be the caretaker of their home away from home. Naturally, Alma would check in on my activities, and I got to hearing about his lobstering and his clamming, impressive pursuits considering that at the time Alma was already 74 years old. Musabek Reach displays some dramatic high and low tides, and once in a while, when two tides were within easy reach of daylight, one end or the other, I would teasingly ask Alma, Hey, Alma, you gonna clam both tides? And he'd snap right back, Nah, boy, you clam both tides, pretty soon you got no clams. So, 33 years ago today, January 28th, was on a Friday, near as I recall, and I was determined to finish up a deck that had been enough of a project, as far as I was concerned. I had driven down the night before and slept over in one of the guest rooms of the house, and now I was up and at him around daybreak, ready to get to it, regardless of the weather that was brewing. A few hours later, about 10 o'clock or so, the wind had picked up significantly, I was sawing off the ends of the deck boards after popping a chalk line at the perimeter. The sound of my circular saw was incessant, and the wind was making sawdust devils that swirled on and off the deck, picking up occasional little triangular-shaped bits of white cedar decking cutoffs that danced animately around me. Alma was shouting over the din of weather and worker, "'Give it up, boy!' Why's that, Alma? I yelled back, pausing for a moment to hear him answer. Sou'wester's coming! I told him thanks, but that I had to keep working. In another couple of hours, I would have things pretty much wrapped up. But about noon, right before I was about done, Alma came back over again. Heard the news, boy? No, Alma, tell me. Shuttle blew up! And then the news stations continued delivering the grim reports, and Alma helped me load stuff into the back of my pickup, and I listened to the outcome of the event that had become more eventful than anyone would have wished. I'm R.W. Estella from Orono, Maine. Here's to a great day.